Good morning. It's February 20th, and this is your daily brief in U.S. News. Here's everything you need to know. In a heart-wrenching turn of events in Burnsville, Minnesota, a community is left to mourn the loss of two police officers, a firefighter, and confront the aftermath of a deadly standoff. The incident unfolded on Sunday, February 18, 2024, when Shannon Cortez Gooden, heavily armed, barricaded himself and his family in their home, setting the stage for a tragic confrontation. The standoff, lasting four hours, ended in sorrow as officers Paul Elmstrand and Matthew Ruge, along with firefighter Adam Finseth, were fatally shot by Gooden, who then took his own life. Amidst the chaos, another officer, Sergeant Adam Medlicott, sustained injuries, but is thankfully expected to recover. The community, struck by the magnitude of the loss, gathered for a candlelight vigil to honor the fallen heroes, remembering them for their unwavering dedication and love for their jobs. In the wake of the tragedy, both state and federal officials, including Governor Tim Walz and U.S. Representative Angie Craig, have extended their support, praising the bravery of the first responders and offering assistance. As the investigation into the motives behind Gooden's violent actions continues, the question of why looms large, leaving a community in search of answers amidst their grief. In a bold move to reclaim its position in the global semiconductor race, the U.S. is pouring billions into domestic chip production, the U.S. Department of Commerce, tapping into the CHIPS Act, has unveiled a massive $1.5 billion federal grant and loan package for global foundries. This funding, bolstered by an additional $600 million from New York State, is earmarked for expanding chip manufacturing in New York and Vermont. The total investment hits a staggering $12.5 billion, aiming to create 1,500 manufacturing jobs and 9,000 construction jobs over the next decade. This strategic investment seeks to address national security and economic vulnerabilities exposed by the recent chip shortage, with a goal to boost the U.S.'s modest 12% share of global chip production. In tandem, President Joe Biden's administration has announced a separate $1.5 billion grant under the Chips and Science Act to support the construction of a new semiconductor factory in New York, with global foundries standing to benefit. This move is part of a larger $52 billion initiative aimed at revitalizing U.S. semiconductor manufacturing, a sector where the U.S. has lagged behind China, raising concerns over national supply chains amid geopolitical tensions. The Global Foundries Grant is the largest allocation under the Chips and Science Act to date, following grants to BAE Systems and Microchip Technology. This initiative not only aims to make the U.S. semiconductor ecosystem more competitive, but also mirrors efforts in Germany and the EU to bolster local semiconductor production, highlighting a global shift towards securing domestic chip supply chains. In a night of historic achievements and record-breaking performances, the NBA All-Star Game turned heads, but not all for the reasons you might expect. LeBron James notched his 20th All-Star Game appearance as the Eastern Conference clinched a victory over the Western Conference with an unprecedented total score of 211-186. to 186. 
This game, however, was marked by a notable lack of defensive effort and competitive intensity, leading to a somewhat uneventful offensive display that saw declining audience interest. Despite the game's overall lack of intensity, it was a night of shattered records and standout performances from some of the league's brightest stars. Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and all-star MVP Damian Lillard, who led the East with 39 points, all made their mark. Meanwhile, Carl Anthony Towns delivered an exceptional performance for the West, scoring 50 points in just 28 minutes. This scoring frenzy, however, was overshadowed by the players' evident preference to avoid injuries, focusing on entertaining the crowd with flashy plays rather than engaging in competitive defense. In light of the game's diminishing intensity and the growing disinterest from viewers, the NBA is considering a significant change. By 2025, the league may shift the All-Star Game format to a USA versus World matchup, aiming to inject a new level of competitiveness and address concerns over the current format's lack of intensity. This potential change reflects the NBA's commitment to keeping the All-Star Game an exciting and engaging event for fans around the globe. In a pivotal moment for Wisconsin politics, Governor Tony Evers has redrawn the political landscape. By signing new electoral maps into law, he set the stage for a fiercely competitive November election. Let's dive into the details. The move comes in response to a Wisconsin Supreme Court ruling that declared the previous maps unconstitutional. These new maps are crafted to ensure a more balanced representation between Democratic and Republican-leaning districts, with a slight edge that could favor Democrats in the upcoming elections. Specifically, the new configuration outlines 45 Democratic-leaning, 46 Republican-leaning, and 8 toss-up districts. This reshaping could significantly alter the power dynamics within the state legislature. Not surprisingly, this development has steered a mix of reactions. Republican leaders have voiced their disapproval, arguing against the fairness of the new maps. On the other side of the aisle, Democrats are gearing up, seeing an opportunity to flip seats and possibly regain majorities in both chambers. This strategic redrawing has been described by some as a sea change, signaling a major shift in Wisconsin's political landscape. Governor Evers, amidst some dissent from within his own party, stands firm on his decision. He emphasizes that the new maps are a reflection of Wisconsin's true colors as a purple state aiming to accurately represent its politically diverse electorate. As the November elections approach, all eyes will be on Wisconsin to see how this significant change impacts the balance of power. Tragedy strikes at the heart of the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, leaving a community in mourning and searching for answers after a devastating shooting. In a shocking incident that has rocked the campus, two students, Celie Rain Montgomery and Samuel Knopp, were found dead in a dorm room, victims of a fatal shooting that has left many grappling with grief and disbelief. Nicholas Jordan, a 25-year-old student at the university, has been arrested and is facing two counts of first-degree murder.
This tragic event has prompted the university to suspend classes for a day of healing, recognizing the profound impact of the loss and the need for time to mourn and come together as a community. Authorities are treating the shooting as an isolated incident among acquaintances, emphasizing the ongoing nature of their investigation as they work to piece together what led to this tragic outcome. The campus community's response has been one of profound sorrow, with students, faculty, and staff coming together to offer support and condolences in the wake of this tragedy. The Colorado Springs Police Department is actively seeking information from the public, hoping to gather more details that might shed light on the circumstances surrounding the shooting. As the investigation continues, the university and its members are united in their grief, reflecting on the lives lost and the impact of this event on their community. This has been your daily brief in U.S. News. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.